Welcome to Holistic Human Performance Podcast. My name is Jenna Bradshaw, where we talk all things holistic health, wellness, spirituality, fitness, meditation, energetics, and so much more to help you become the healthiest version of yourself. Let's dive in. This is not medical advice. This is simply to help you on your journey through health, fitness, and wellness. I hope this helps. You can complement this with anything that you are doing currently in your life. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Holistic Human Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Bradshaw, and today we have a special guest, Lindsay Hancock. We met through social media, through a mutual friend who is also a cancer survivor and thriver. And I am so happy that we all connected and are on the same wavelength when it comes to our journeys, each different stories, but on the same wavelength. And I'm so thrilled to have her on. She is the founder and owner of Raw Awakening. And without further ado, welcome. Thank you. I appreciate that. What an intro. You're welcome. (laughs) So Lindsay, why don't you tell the listeners about your story, about your journey, um, you know, as a fellow cancer survivor and thriver and how you kind of landed where you are today? Oh my gosh. How much time do we have? Yeah. Right. So like, first off, do you know that it is cancer survivor awareness month? Yes. Oh my gosh. I saw that yesterday. Oh, this is amazing. I don't know when people air, right? But right now, today, June, June is Cancer Survivor Awareness Month. So that's just super amazing that it's, you know, so aligned and we're having this conversation. So aligned. I love this. Oh my gosh. Um, So I actually, I just had my first speaking engagement at- um, I saw. Yeah, it was VCon. So Diva Girl Wellness. Um, So that was really exciting. I actually got to share a lot of my story, um, which- I spent years never telling anybody, like nobody had any idea that I even had cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't even like tell my parents while I was going through it. So the fact (laughs) that I'm like telling the public and like sharing this now is pretty crazy, but the amount of like, I'm sure you get it too, like DMs and messages from people like thanking you for sharing it. It just, you know, it's, it's validating. Um, but I mean, my story starts in like 2009, I was 18 um, and started pre-cancer cells on my cervix. And then it was procedure after procedure, six month checkup, six month checkup, let's do another procedure. Um, and I just, it was years of this and I just, I got fed up and I was like, forget it. I'm not going to the doctor anymore. I took a break and then it's like 2013. Um, I had like excruciating pain and blood in my urine and I went to the hospital and they were like, you're, you have your cancers back and it's stage three. Oh my gosh. Um, so it was, you know, a shock. Um, I did eight rounds of chemo and radiation, um, was told it would be highly unlikely for me to be able to conceive, um, let alone carry a baby full term. If I did conceive, I have two babies mm. via birth. So, um, and like, I attribute that to the stuff that I'm trying to push out there with raw awakening. Right. So like healing your womb, holistic healthcare, um, you know, speaking to people in this community, like-minded individuals, like, you know, healing my body with my mind and, and my herbs and, 
everything. It's lifestyle, right? So it kind of, it's all intertwined, but my journey is definitely my why for what I do. Oh, I love it. Now, when you were going through this process, let's kind of like go back because you're, you were young, you were 18 years old, you know, you're going to different doctors, you become fed up, you're put in this, you know, the system, Mm -hmm. quote unquote system. And what was like your first move? I guess you could say, like, what was your, you know, did you go immediately to chemotherapy? Like, how did you navigate through this? So the first initial ones, right, is, so I received the Gardasil shot. I had all three rounds. My parents made me have it when I was 17 years old because God forbid I was a sexually active teen. (laughs) Uh, But then I'm 17 and a half, 18 years old. And they're like, there's pre-cancer on your cervix. Um, So we do like a question mark. I wonder how that works. Right. Um, I mean, I've had like 10 colposcopies. I think I've had six leaps. Um, I did the cervical cryotherapy, like it was just really persistent. And the thing was, so they never really asked my family history. Um, but my, my mother had cervical cancer. Oh Uh, yeah. Um, I also eight out of 10 people have HPV, right? I have HPV that, um, the two strands of HPV cause 80% of cervical cancer cases. So it's like, they can't tell me if it's HPV, if it's hereditary, it's just, it's persistent and it is what it is. So, you know, it was all those procedures got fed up, right? When I went to the hospital, um, there was no, like, um, no decision. You know, it was, you have to have chemo, you have to have radiation. It started to spread to my kidneys. They didn't want it to go further. Um, So they removed it from my cervix and then the chemo and radiation to make sure that it was away from my kidneys and didn't spread anywhere else. So, Mm. and I mean, at that point, I'm, I'm like 22, 23 years old. And I'm like, okay, like, yes, doctor, like, of course, like, I'm not going to question them. You know, you're scared. You don't know how to advocate for yourself. None of the information that like I just spewed is given to us as young girls, let alone grown women. Mm -hmm. Oh, so it, it's, it's people like you and me and Danielle and like we need to advocate and educate the masses absolutely that because I it's just funny that you're bringing like all these different variables in because from like what I gather with how people develop cancer it's virus plus a toxin equals cancer and it doesn't happen overnight. And, you know, it can be any type of virus. You can be asymptomatic and not have, you know, kind of like HPV, right? Like the viral load is within your body. And then you pair that with the toxin. So like, what was the toxin? It could be emotional toxins, which is the number. Yep. It could be number one. Your Mm -hmm. environment. Yep. And I was probably not being very kind to my body during this time. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I relapsed at this point. I was partying, doing, you know, a lot of things that I I should not have been doing. So, Mm -hmm. and then that's the thing too. You blame yourself, you know, and then comes the, I deserve this mixed with the shame and the guilt, which is partly why I didn't tell my family because I was ashamed. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you have like these other emotions on top of going through this. And I'm, I'm like mind blown that you didn't even like tell your family about this. I mean, it makes sense, obviously, because you're talking about how ashamed you were, but at the same time, like you 
went through the journey alone. Yeah. I mean, I had a couple really great friends who I'm super grateful for, um, you know, friends that I've had for a decade plus, mm-hmm. uh, that really helped through that. But yeah, it was just me for the most part, me and my cats. <laughs> what got you through like those tough moments, you know, cause you're young and going through chemotherapy and radiation, like you got to be in warrior mode. What was yeah, that's your it. mindset? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a warrior. Like mm-hmm. I'm a fighter. I always mm-hmm. have been. Um, my dad's military, my family's military. So you just like, you know, you put your head down, you put your boots on and you get it done. Like Mm -hmm. just, it is what it is. And I think I had enough trauma and shit going on that I was just like, I got to get rid of this so that I can like heal the rest of me. Like it definitely was a big wake up call. Like, Mm -hmm. especially while you're blaming yourself and you do think it's your fault as crappy as that place is that type of like a bottom really can sprout the growth right and the evolution and like it did create awareness for me and I was like I don't want this to ever happen again so it's never going to happen again Mm -hmm. and you set your mind to it yeah that's awesome now what was so after you go through your journey you go through your treatment what were some of the things that you decided to change in your lifestyle that prompted you to, you know, get to this point in your life? Yeah, definitely. Like vowing, you know, I'm not doing drugs. Um, I'm not going to smoke anymore. Right. Then the occasional cigarette with my beer, like once every three years, you know, (laughs) Um, but those like repetitive habits that were daily life habits, you know, got rid of them. Um, I rarely drink that's on like special occasions. Um, I tried like my best to like cut out sugar and gluten. And I'm really conscious of the types of food that I put in my body now. Um, And that even, you know, fluctuates, but my, my partner now, I'm so grateful for him. He's really conscious and aware of those things. So that definitely helps me. So it's like that part of your lifestyle change, right? Like the things you're putting in your body and and being really aware of that, but also like, what am I doing for my body? And what am I doing for my mind? So Mm -hmm. like exercise and like different types of exercise, um, realizing the power of your breath, you know, I've been doing a lot of studying and different meditation practices and breath work practices and my ice baths, you know, like that, I attribute so much to that, like the amount of health benefits that you get from taking an ice bath a couple days a week is like astronomical. It actually changes your chemical makeup. It's so cool. You know, it's wild. So cool. And therapy, you know, different types of therapy. Like, um, I do EMDR therapy. I do shadow work. I just sit and talk to my therapist too, but it's just, it's so important, you know, trauma and all of that breeds sickness. If you're not getting rid of it, where is it going? It's just storing inside of you and it's making you sick. Literally. Right. That's that's so cool though, because, and the other cancer survivors and thrivers that I've had on this podcast have said the same or similar message that you are saying right now, where it's like, and same with myself, breath work, exercise, nutrition, herbs, plant medicine, whatever you want to call it, some type of therapy. Healing. 
Like what is ancestral healing? Yeah. Getting back to how our ancestors lived. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. So potent. Um, so this is why I have people like you on because it's so important. Number one, to share your story, that communication and getting it out is so potent and powerful. And then number two, it encourages and educates other people. Oh, I didn't know that that was an option. Yeah. We weren't given those tools. I know I wasn't given those tools. I got my thyroid surgery. I went to a hospital that had an entire integrative floor. Like I'm talking acupuncture and everything. And they didn't even give me that as an option. That's so wild to me. Blows my mind. I didn't even know about it until after. And I'm like, what the hell? Like I could have done something like that. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know, but still. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I was thinking about this a couple of weeks ago too. I had um, endometriosis surgery um, after six years of being told that I did not have endometriosis. I kept advocating for it. Yeah. And I finally found a doctor to listen to me. Um, I had the surgery and she literally cut it out in two different places. <laughs> yeah. And um, wow. But like the recovery afterwards, like there's so much that they don't tell you and they don't talk to you about. Like a therapist absolutely should have come into my room. They should have been like, oh, you're a really active person. You're not going to be able to do anything for almost a week. And that's going to mess with you mentally. Mm-hmm. Like no one said any of this. So like, not only like, did I go through surgery? I went under anesthesia. I had a tube down my throat, like all of these things that I was really scared for. Um, I also don't recognize my body, right? I'm bloated. I'm bruised. There's scars because there were tubes in me. Um, I can't exercise. I can't do anything. I'm in pain. I have to lay around on the couch and ask for help for someone like me. That's really freaking challenging. Yeah. You yeah. know, like it, it's just crazy. The lack of, I think, education. Yeah. That's why they need people like us. <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> um, so switching gears a little bit, what, what got you into herbalism and developing your business, Raw Awakening, which is so fabulous. Like, I love everything that you have. It's so, um, it, it really does root us back to our ancestors and how they made things. So I'm, I'm really happy to see that you're doing that. I think it's phenomenal. Thanks. Um, so there's a couple like layers to that. Um, my mom's kind of a hippie, so okay that's just something that was like normal and natural. Um, but on the flip side, she was also a nurse for like 30 years. Um, so we, you know, got both sides of that, but I started like digging into like some things from my childhood. And I, um, was in new England visiting family a couple of years ago. And my grandfather had these little things next to his nightstand And it was a napkin that I had put like flowers in and I wrote 10 cents on it. Um, And I was selling these. And he said, that was your herbal medicine. You would go into the garden and you would pick stuff and you would put it in these napkins. And he's like, you'd make me freaking buy it from you. But you said it was medicine. Wow. So crazy. Like I had forgotten all about this. But like seeing that kind of like triggered a memory for me. And then he like validated it and told me about it. Um, 
And like another thing I used to do in Maine when I was little was like pick like rocks and shells. And we would always go to the gem store and I had all these gems and he's like, you would put them outside in the moonlight or you would put them, you know, under the sun. And you said that it made them really powerful. So like, I'd always been called to these things as a kid, but I feel like, you know, society kind of like beats you down. It's, you have to go to school, you have to go to college, you have to make something of yourself make something of yourself. Right. Right. And that's usually attributed to how much money you make and what material possessions you have. And like, how freaking miserable was I doing that? Like, I didn't realize I was that unhappy, but now that I, you know, COVID made me lose my job, um, which was a blessing in disguise. Absolutely. I wrote down, everything I wanted to be like, if kids weren't a factor, if money wasn't a factor. And like the only thing that really stood out to me was raw awakening. And it, it just kind of started to snowball from there. That's so cool. Yeah. I, you know, it just, cause you're into this as well. Your past lives, like you must've been a medicine woman yeah, a couple times over. I know I was when I took a deep dive into like my past lives, but that is so cool that as a kid, you were doing yeah. that and didn't even realize. Had no idea. That is yeah. so cool. It was just like natural. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you forgot you were asleep. Yeah. Had the situation happen and then yeah. you woke up again. Totally. Yeah, it's wild. wild. It's wild what like our traumas block out, right? Mm-hmm. Even like the good things, mm-hmm. like our like protector parts of us are so intense and they're so good at their jobs, mm-hmm. you know? And like my protector part drives me insane sometimes. I want to strangle her, mm-hmm. but like she does her best, right? She does what she's supposed to do. But also when you're like trying to protect me, I'm missing all the things around it. And like, was all those like really good, beautiful, happy memories, you know? So cool. So now with raw awakening, what kind of like herbal medicine have you developed? Like, were there specific things that stood out to you more? Cause I know with different, I guess you could say supplement lines, apothecary lines, there are certain things that they will, will stand out to, you know, the, the founder and, and maker of, you know, their products. So what kind of, I guess, like, what was your first, what was your first product? Like, what did you decide to make? Uh, So I kind of made them at the same time, but one was, I just started making lavender lemonade, right? I wanted to stop drinking alcohol, but I was waking up with wicked migraines. Um, and I, you know, I battled depression. So I just was like, lavender is such an amazing plant that like, we don't realize like all of its Mm -hmm. like medicinal properties Mm -hmm. when you ingest it, it helps with your, um, mood. It helps with depression, anxiety, helps calm you. And then it helps cure migraines. So I was having a glass of lavender lemonade every morning and I just started putting it on my Instagram and I started giving samples out to my neighbors and my friends. And then I got invited to do like a sober sips where I made my, uh, lavender lemonade for like, you know, all the people who were like mingling, So that was really cool. And at the same time, um, I have a lot of pain. I I was a ballerina for a really long time. Um, So I have like knots in my shoulders and my neck and I don't take medication. So it's like, what do you do? I hate icy hot. Like I'm not going to use the types of like chemical-y things. So I made a sore muscle salve. 
and it phenomenal worked right so I started giving that to family and friends and you know my mom was like rheumatoid arthritis and she's like Lindsay this works and I'm like mom I know like it works right like it gets rid of your pain she's like I haven't taken an Advil I'm like I don't know how long wow and I'm like, okay, so there's something to this, right? Like that the salves are so easily accessible. You mm. can have one in your car, one in your purse, one in your, you know, luggage when you're traveling. Like you don't have to swallow it. You literally just put it on and it's that powerful. You know, like mm. what were our ancestors doing? They were going out into the woods and they were mashing up berries and they were putting them on like compresses and they were letting all of that like beautiful medicine soak into your skin and they were feeling better. Mm-hmm. So like salves are kind of like the base, like the bread and butter. And then I've started encapsulating because I would love to make tinctures someday down the line when I could have, you know, the dark room and the greenhouse and, you know, all the time in the world. But encapsulating is just like, it's easy and it's fun and it's effective. So we're like taking these beautiful plants and grinding them into a powder, putting them in a vegetarian capsule, you're swallowing it and you're feeling better. It's just easy, you know? Oh, I love it so much. (laughs) This is the stuff that gets me hyped. Totally. (laughs) That's so cool. I love this so much. Um. I mean, everything we just spoke about was absolutely phenomenal. This is, I know the listeners are going to absolutely love, love, love this, this information that you have to give to them. And really it's just like bringing it back to basics, bringing it back. So are there any words of wisdom you would like to leave the listeners um, before we sign off? Advocate, advocate for yourself, educate yourself. And, you know, your voice is so important. So use it, (laughs) ask questions, (laughs) fight for yourself. Yeah. And, you know, have conversations. There's no stupid question, right? It's, it's so important. I can't even stress it enough. Love that. Thank you so much. Definitely. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. So where can people find you? Yeah. Um, so I'm on Instagram. It's raw underscore awakening. We have a Facebook too. Um, and then the website is rawaken.com. Love that. Thank you so much. Definitely. Right. Thank you. If you like this episode, like, share, subscribe, and I will see you in the next one. Bye.